Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey friends, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast, episode 14. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton, and this is part four of our hormonal mini-series. This is gonna be our last hormonal episode for a few weeks, and we have covered a lot. If you haven't heard the first three parts yet, that's okay, I'll link to them in the show notes, or you can take a pause here and go back and listen starting with episode 11, but you absolutely can listen to this episode before listening to the other three. We'll still offer a lot of great information. But let's do a little overview of what we have been covering in this hormonal mini-series. In episode 11, we talked in quite a bit of detail about just how we know that hormones matter in our quest for fat loss, and we talked about three of the most impactful hormones, insulin, cortisol, and leptin. And we talked about how certain food choices trigger our hormones to keep us fat, And then we went into specific changes that you can make to balance those hormones so that you can be in fat burning mode more often. That was episode 11 and over in primalpotential.com on the show notes page for this episode, episode 14, we will link to episode 11 if you haven't heard that yet. In episode 12, we talked about the way our hormones communicate with us. So many people aren't sure of whether or not their hormones are balanced. They might sense like, yeah, I think something's a little bit off, but how do I really know? They don't know how to figure it out. But fortunately for us, our hormones are constantly communicating with us, sending us signals, and there are straightforward symptoms like hunger, cravings, mood swings, energy levels. Those come to us from our hormones. So in episode 12, we dive into the most common signals that our hormones are sending us. We talk about what they mean and how you can make diet and lifestyle choices to bring your hormones back into balance when you do get signals from your body telling you that something's a little bit off. Then in episode 13, we talked about our thyroid hormones. People are really quick to blame their thyroid when they struggle to lose weight, and they feel kind of like it's a death sentence, like, oh, I have an underactive thyroid, so weight loss is really hard for me, and then that's sort of their excuse why they don't ever make any changes. But the thing is, and what we talk about in episode 13 in detail, your thyroid is incredibly sensitive to your lifestyle. So eating the wrong foods 
or being exposed to certain toxins in the foods you eat or the things you come in contact with can throw your thyroid way off. The good news is other foods and other lifestyle factors can optimize your thyroid function naturally. So if you do have an underactive thyroid, there are things that you can do naturally to optimize your thyroid function. And we talk about that in detail in episode 13. I will link to all these episodes in the show notes. So definitely check that out either on primalpotential.com or directly from iTunes. But even if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, you'll still get a lot out of today's show. And we are going to be talking about my favorite hormone, estrogen. Why is it my favorite? Well, estrogen and I, we go way back. When I weighed over 300 pounds, my estrogen levels were nuts, totally bananas. I never had a normal menstrual cycle. I had polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. Doctors told me my fertility was basically a joke. I had more than 20 cysts in each ovary. I think it might've been more than 30 in each ovary. And my elevated estrogen levels were making it really hard to lose weight. And when you're diagnosed with something like PCOS, The doctors kind of look at you and go, yeah, you know, weight loss is going to be really hard for you because your estrogen levels, you know, good luck. And they sort of wrote me off. They put me on all sorts of drugs to help, but they didn't do anything for me. So then I did my own research. And like our other hormones, estrogen levels can be vastly improved through diet and life cycle. Life cycle. Lifestyle. I'm thinking about menstrual cycles. So I did that and I shocked my doctors. Now I have zero cysts in either ovary, none. They're totally gone. My menstrual cycles are like clockwork. It's unreal. And that is why I get so fired up about this. Estrogen is a serious problem for many overweight and obese people, but hear me out. It's not just women. Estrogen is a real problem for a lot of men as well. And it's generally considered a female sex hormone, but estrogen influences a lot of other areas of our health, important areas, heart health, bone density, your mood, your general body fat distribution. So we're talking about way more than fertility when we talk about estrogen. Imbalances in estrogen can lead to obesity and make it incredibly difficult to lose weight. It can lead to reproductive cancers heart disease, infertility, PCOS, which I just mentioned, endometriosis, and way more. But fortunately, like I said, there is a lot we can do to balance estrogen naturally. Much of it is within our control. So like I said yesterday or last week on our thyroid episode, don't take the excuse of, oh, well, I have an underactive thyroid. Oh, well, I have PCOS. Listen, I get it. I've been there. I've been a hormonal nightmare but we have the power, we have the control. We do so much to manipulate our hormonal levels and our hormonal balance by the foods that we eat. So there are no excuses here. Everything is within our power, everything is within our control. So let's establish a bit of background on estrogen and understand the fundamentals. So estrogen is usually referred to as one hormone, But estrogen actually represents a group of hormones, and they all function differently. This is just like our thyroid hormones we talked about in episode 13. There's multiple thyroid hormones, and there are several different types of estrogen. So the first one we're going to talk about is estradiol. 
Estradiol is the most potent form of estrogen. It's also the most prevalent form in our bodies. And it's responsible for most of the functions we think of when we think about estrogen. So it's responsible for thickening the lining of the uterus, part of our fertility mechanisms. It's responsible for our libido, for our bone health. It influences our heart health. And it influences our sensitivity to the hormone insulin and can help us balance blood sugar. See, I've been telling you that all these hormones are linked, and when we improve one, we improve all of them. Our estrogen levels influence our sensitivity to insulin. All right, so that's estradiol. Then there's estrone, E-S-T-R-O-N-E. That is naturally produced within the body, but it has more negative effects than estradiol does. It blocks a lot of the beneficial effects of estradiol. It's kind of considered a bad estrogen. It has been associated with impaired cell health, leading to female reproductive cancers like ovarian cancer and breast cancer. So estrone is considered the bad estrogen. Then there's estriol, okay? So we said estradiol, which is the most potent and the most prevalent, estrone, which is kind of the bad estrogen, and then estriol, which is considered the quote-unquote good estrogen. So both estradiol and estrone can be converted to estriol, right? The good estrogen, so that's a good thing. And estriol has the potential to block the negative effects of estrone, especially on your breast tissue. So that's really good for your overall health, your breast health, your cellular health. We want more estriol. But in order to maintain overall balanced estrogen levels, you not only have to produce the right amounts of estrogen in the correct ratios, so these three different um, estrogens in the right ratios, but you have to be able to metabolize these estrogens and excrete them so that they don't build up in your body, right? Because then you'll have too much estrogen. Your liver is responsible for your estrogen metabolism, for breaking it down and excreting it from the body. So if that process is broken or impaired, excess estrogen is going to build up in your system. And this happens whether you're male or female. So your liver health is a really important part of your hormonal balance. And once again, the foods we eat have a significant impact on our liver health. Are you starting to see a trend here? We really do, in a lot of ways, control our health by the fuel that we give our body because that fuel we give our body in the form of food is like an instruction manual. It's telling our body to function optimally or not to function optimally. So your ovaries are primarily responsible for producing and releasing estrogen, but your fat cells also produce estrogen. And this is where a lot of gentlemen get into trouble. Male or female, the more body fat you have, the more estrogen you produce, okay? The more body fat you have, the more estrogen you produce. And this is why we tend to see a lot of problems with a lack of estrogen balance in overweight people because the more weight they put on, the more estrogen they're pumping into their bodies. Again, male or female. When we have balanced estrogen levels, when everything we have the right amounts of estrogen, the right ratios of the types of estrogen, and we're properly metabolizing and excreting estrogen, then estrogen can actually encourage fat loss. But when there's an imbalance, either in the ratios of the three types of estrogens we talked about 
or there's too much estrogen relative to its counterbalance hormone progesterone, or there's just simply too much or too too little overall, it can make fat loss way more difficult. And an imbalance of estrogen is very, very common, especially in overweight people. And this is referred to as estrogen dominance, estrogen dominance. Now, estrogen dominance doesn't necessarily mean you just have an overall excess of estrogen. It might mean that. It might mean that your estrogen is too high in relation to progesterone, which might not be a function of high estrogen. It might be a function of low progesterone. Does that make sense? Or it could be an imbalance in the types of estrogen, right? You're producing too much of one, not enough of the other. Estrogen dominance causes weight gain, water retention. It makes losing weight very difficult. It can influence mood swings, and it's been associated with things like PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome, which I talked about my experience with at the beginning. It can lead to infertility, endometriosis, breast cancer, and a whole lot more. And the the tough thing is that estrogen dominance is a vicious cycle for those looking to lose weight because excess estrogen encourages fat storage and insulin resistance, which leads to weight gain, obviously. And the more weight you gain, the more estrogen you produce, the more fat you store. So it takes us into that cycle. Proper estrogen balance is absolutely critical for sustainable fat loss in men and in women, right? So estrogen dominance, when we, when we think of estrogen dominance and we're trying to figure out if that's something we have or not, you can look at the shape of your body. So estrogen dominance usually produces a pear or apple-shaped body with excess fat stored around the belly, the hips, and the thighs, and it can lead to excessive weight gain like I said, water retention, mood disorders, and it increases your risk for heart disease and reproductive cancers. Bad news. So I want to talk about some of the factors that increase our estrogen, right? Because we want to avoid that estrogen dominance. And there are a number of diet and lifestyle factors that can increase estrogen, right? And when we understand them, we can help to balance out our overall estrogen, So our general estrogen levels are determined not just by the amount of estrogen our bodies produce, either from our ovaries or from our body fat, but we can also consume estrogen, okay? So one factor is how much estrogen our body is producing, and our our body can produce estrogen from our ovaries, and our body can produce estrogen from our fat cells, but we can also consume estrogen, and that's where a lot of us get into trouble. We are creating estrogen dominance and compounding estrogen dominance almost exponentially with the estrogens that we consume. And you can consume estrogen in some some kind of obvious ways like prescription medications, birth control pills, or hormone replacement therapy, but also from food sources and in a lot of plastic products, pesticides, and herbicides, right? So we have to be very, very cautious about the excess estrogens we're introducing into our system, and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. The other thing we need to be aware of is that chronic stress encourages your body to use progesterone, another hormone, to manufacture the stress hormone cortisol. 
when, when we're taking our progesterone and converting it to cortisol, this lowers our progesterone levels. And remember that one of the ways to create estrogen dominance is when our progesterone is too low. So even though we're not directly increasing our estrogen levels, when we're stressed out, we're taking our progesterone and we're lowering the levels by using it to manufacture cortisol, which creates low progesterone. And then our estrogen is too high in relation to the progesterone. So that creates estrogen dominance without directly impacting your estrogen level. So that's really dangerous too. We have to be very aware of chronic stress and the impact that that has on our estrogen levels. And then carrying extra weight creates a situation where your fat cells are producing more of the bad estrogens. The estrogens, remember, that put us at risk for reproductive cancers, not to mention just increasing our our body fat storage capacity, right? But that increases the overall storage of estrogens in your fat cells. I want to take a moment just to make a comment about low estrogen too, because low estrogen can be dangerous as well. Low estrogen is going to kind of take away the cardioprotective benefits of estrogen. So in the right balance, estrogen helps protect our heart health. When we have low estrogen, we're putting ourselves at risk for heart disease. And low estrogen also decreases the production of serotonin and dopamine. And serotonin and dopamine are contributing to those feel-good chemicals in our brain. So when we have low estrogen, we're more prone to mood swings, depression, low energy levels, and also cravings. Now, we've talked about high estrogen, we've talked about low estrogen. It's important to mention that estrogen levels naturally fluctuate for women during the course of the menstrual cycle, right? So there will be periods of the month, no pun intended, um, when our estrogen levels are higher and when they're lower. So estrogen steadily rises during the first half of your cycle. And the first half of your cycle, day one, is going to be the first day of menses, the first day of your period. So from that day through ovulation, your estrogen levels are rising, right? When your estrogen levels are low, right before the start of menses, right before the start of your period and the first few days of your cycle, you might experience more hunger, more cravings, more mood swings, As estrogen rises, as we approach ovulation, you become more sensitive to the hormone insulin. So these things are always fluctuating, and that's important to remember too. Interesting little fact about estrogen, and this is something that I learned from Metabolic Effect, and I've mentioned Metabolic Effect a number of times on the show. I'll link to them in the show notes. But estrogen and the the high amount of estrogen in women compared to men is one of the reasons that women tend to accumulate more body fat in the lower half of their body, you know, hips, butt, thighs, that sort of thing. And this is because estrogen encourages the activity of a particular group of cell receptors that slow down our fat burning potential. And these cell receptors that slow down our fat burning potential, they're called alpha adrenergic receptors. And here's here's what makes it different. Women have about 10 times more of these cell receptors in the lower half of their body than men do, right? So estrogen is encouraging the activity of these cell receptors that slow down our fat burning potential. And women have 10 times more of these receptors in the lower half of their body than men. And that's why it's a lot harder for women to burn that lower body fat, you know, hips, butt, thighs, that sort of thing. 
All right, so we talked about introducing estrogens through the foods we eat or toxins we expose ourselves to. And one of the most powerful things that I did to get my estrogen in check was to monitor my intake of estrogens and to really limit my intake of estrogens, okay? So one of those things for me was getting off of the birth control pill. That was one thing that I did to stop my my exposure to estrogens. I was consuming estrogen, so I stopped that. But the other thing, you know, as I said, estrogen dominance is either producing too much estrogen or consuming too much too much estrogen or both. So we have to be evaluating the ways that we expose ourselves to estrogen without even realizing it. And I worked really hard to limit this. Xenoestrogens are estrogen-like compounds, estrogen mimics, right? They, they look and act a lot like estrogen in the body, and they are found in food. They're found in plastics. They're found in herbicides and pesticides. And you're thinking, well, I mean, I don't eat herbicides and pesticides. Well, you do, especially when you don't choose organic produce, right? They've been treated with those kinds of things. And then when we eat them, we're consuming those things. Um, there's also xenoestrogens in cosmetics and even water. And you can't totally avoid them, but paying attention and reducing the exposure goes a long way to reducing your overall estrogen load and slowing or even stopping the cycle of fat storage that causes excess estrogen production because estrogens are produced and released by your fat cells. All right, so some of the ways that you can do this when we talk about practical implementation, number one is going to be to eat organic Right, And I know everybody kind of feels like, oh, we all get our peck of dirt. Do I really need to eat organic? Absolutely, especially if estrogen dominance is something that's a challenge for you. If infertility is an issue for you, if PCOS or endometriosis or excess weight gain or trouble losing weight, listen, toxins are stored in your body fat. And the more body fat you have, the more estrogen you're producing, the more you're compounding the cycle of estrogen dominance and the way you're impairing uh, your body's sensitivity to insulin, which makes you store even more fat. Like I could go on and on about this crazy cycle and everything that feeds into it, but the bottom line is this has gotta be a priority for you. Find a way to make it work, right? Cut out the $2 lattes at Starbucks every day. That adds up. That can cover the difference of choosing organic versus not if it's a price issue. Find a way because this is about your health and we're not talking about vanity and weight loss. We're talking about your heart health. We're talking about your bone health. We're talking about your immunity. We're talking about, you know, cellular health, which means cancer, right? All of these things are going to be influenced by the toxins we introduce into our body. So some things, you know, we all got to breathe. We can't necessarily limit the toxins in the air that we breathe to to a full extent, but don't willingly eat toxins when you're having dinner. Just don't do it. I'm, I'm on a soapbox, I know. But the bottom line is, eat organic. This is going to reduce your exposure to herbicides, pesticides, and other hormones and xenoestrogens. The other thing that's important if you are looking to improve your estrogen balance uh, and jumpstart that weight loss is to avoid foods that contain soy. Because there are components in soy that mimic the action of estrogen in your body, and this can contribute to estrogen dominance. So no soy, no foods that contain soy, stay away from soy. This is another big change 
that I made. And, you know, it's a tough one. I, I definitely still struggle with this from time to time, but do not drink out of anything plastic and do not eat out of anything plastic. Okay. So plastic water bottles, um, you know, Tupperware containers, the most important thing though, I mean, some of you might think, well, I can't afford to replace all my Tupperware with glass. That's a whole nother conversation. But if this is something that's important to you at a minimum, avoid heating your food in these plastic containers. So don't you dare take that Tupperware and put it in the microwave because when you heat these things, a lot of a lot more of the chemicals leach out of the plastic into your food. So it's not good to eat it out of plastic even when it's cold, but it's most dangerous when you're heating food, heating something in a plastic bottle, um, heating something in plastic Tupperware. And this is not just about BPA. So don't say, oh, well, my Tupperware is BPA free. It's more than BPA. There are a lot of toxins in these plastics and they do, especially when heated, leach into your food and you're introducing these xenoestrogens. Bad news. Another important tip is to get a water filter, right? On your tap in your kitchen and also, and probably most importantly, spend the 30 or $40 to get a shower water filter. Think about this for a second. What is your largest organ? Your largest organ is your skin. And when you step into a hot shower, what happens to your pores? They open up, right? The heat makes those pores open up and you're just inviting all those toxins and chemicals, including xenoestrogens, right into your skin. So a nice, good quality uh, shower water filter, you can get them for only 30 or $40. In fact, um, I will link to one in the show notes, the one that I have. Uh, and by getting this shower filter, you're going to limit the exposure of those xenoestrogens in the showers that you take every single day. Wear gloves when you're using cleaning products, right? There's, again, toxins and chemicals and xenoestrogens in these cleaning products. At a minimum, wear gloves. You don't need to be a paranoid freak about xenoestrogens, but you do need to be aware of it. And you can pick one change that seems really manageable, and then you can work towards adopting it. Now, from a nutritional standpoint, the number one thing that I did to bring my estrogen levels back into balance, and I, when I talk to people about this, I swear that this one change is what helped to remove the cysts from my ovaries and what helped to give me back my normal menstrual cycles. And I, I, I don't even know why I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but this is super, super important. Cruciferous vegetables. Cruciferous vegetables. Now, we're talking about things like broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, all right? And you can Google cruciferous vegetables. And in fact, I'll put a link to, um, to a list of cruciferous vegetables in the show notes. Cruciferous vegetables are natural estrogen detoxifiers. They're natural estrogen detoxifiers. So they are going to help to metabolize and excrete and neutralize those bad estrogens. And I started including three to five cups of cruciferous vegetables every single day. That's something that I still do to this day. And I truly believe that that is what had one of the most significant impacts on my estrogen balance. And here's the thing. It wasn't just about, you know, not having PCOS anymore. It wasn't just about fertility. It was about 
you know, when I wasn't estrogen dominant anymore, I wasn't stuck in this cycle of constant fat storage, right? Because the more fat you have, the more estrogen you produce. The more estrogen you produce, the less sensitive you are to insulin. The less sensitive you are to insulin, the less likely you are to get into fat burning mode because you're always in fat storing mode. So there were a ton of tremendous benefits for me in upping my intake of cruciferous vegetables. One, I felt full more often, which was fantastic, but it, it did resolve my PCOS. It did. There's no question. You, know, you, can, you can look at the ultrasounds that I had of my ovaries before and the ultrasounds that I had afterwards. You know, it, it absolutely made a massive difference. So cruciferous vegetables are important. So implementation, we're talking about eating organic. We're talking about avoiding foods that contain soy, not eating or drinking out of plastic, and at a minimum, not heating anything in plastic, okay? We're talking about getting a water filter and wearing gloves when we use chemo, uh, cleaning products or anything like that. And we're talking about upping our intake of cruciferous vegetables. Super, super important. All right, guys. So all of this information, I know we covered a lot, is going to be available in the show notes over on primalpotential.com. If this was helpful information for you, it would make me so happy if you would share it with somebody because estrogen dominance is such a common problem and you know doctors aren't really talking about it and lots of nutritionists aren't really talking about it. But when we can make a difference, we can change our total health, not just our body fat, which is you know the goal for many of us, but our total picture of health. So please, I would love it if you would share this episode with somebody that you think needs this information. And as always, send me an email. Tell me what you think, or you can comment on the show notes page over on primalpotential.com and let me know what other topics you'd like to have me cover. Um, because this is my passion. This is my joy to help, help you master your health and help you lose that weight that's been a struggle for you for as long as you can remember. So check out the show notes page over on primalpotential.com. Share this with somebody that you think might uh, benefit from it. And until next time, stay healthy. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.